This is the Sideline Distant Podcast coming to you from YouTube and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, as always, at the Brad Whitaker. I am the Brad Whitaker. Lots to talk about today. Uh, talking about the NFL, NBA, doing a little segment combining the NFL and the NBA. Uh, I'm going to start talking about the New England Patriots and what they've been able to do this offseason. Uh, and look, when. Everyone, I, it's pretty much unanimous at this point that uh, among NFL fans that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, uh, and many believe they should rename the Lombardi Trophy to be the Bill Belichick Trophy uh, for the Super Bowl winner. Uh, but what we've been seeing from seeing from Belichick these last few years, maybe in the last half decade or so, is he's always been a great coach. Obviously, I mean it was. Uh, it became obvious when he won his first three Super Bowls, three Super Bowls in four seasons. Um, but in these last few years, we've seen Belichick turn into uh, off-season NFL GM, and he does an incredible job. And he's only getting better and better every year. So, although he's he probably perfected his coaching craft maybe five years ago, he's just now perfecting. His ability to make moves in the offseason, bring in the right guys, not overpay, uh, often underpay. Uh, and he also likes to bring in a lot of guys. I mean, he did it with Darrell Revis. He did it with Chris Long. He'll bring in a veteran for a year uh, that hasn't had much success winning championships in the NFL. They'll win a championship, and then they'll leave and get a bigger contract. So he's he's done a good job at attracting smart players to come to the team. Uh, but just l- look at what Belichick has done this offseason alone. All right, the, the Patriots, they lost Logan Ryan cornerback, uh, Jabal Sheard, and, and Martellus Bennett. Uh, but look, Ryan Ryan's a great tackling uh, defensive back, but he gets torched down the field all the time. I like Martellus Bennett, but he's underachieved for most of his career. And yeah, losing Sheard was a big deal, but look at the players that have been brought in. Uh, it just, just a couple hours ago, the news broke that Dante Hightower will be re-signing with the Patriots for four years. I think it's around $10.5 million a year. I'm not sure what the guaranteed money is. Uh, but Belichick let Hightower test free agency, and uh, he found out what his value is really worth. Apparently, he could have gone to the Jets for $12 million a year, but Hightower probably made the right choice going to the Patriots. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting because the Patriots had three talented defensive players that were all becoming free agents at the same time uh, uh, before for this past season. Chandler Jones, uh, Dante Hightower, and uh, Jamie Collins, and most of New England thought they couldn't, they would probably be able to only keep one of those players, two out of three if you're lucky, and that's exactly what New England did. Uh, they traded Chandler Jones to Arizona once Jamie Collins started slacking off and uh, making the wrong plays, missing reads. He was traded to the Browns, and then we almost like at Ohio, I said, we, I'm a Patriots fan. The Patriots almost like Ohio Hightower, but he went out and tested his value in free agency, and now he's back to the team. Then they bring in Gilmore, another talented cornerback. He's a great replacement for Logan Ryan. Uh, they brought in Brandon Cooks. It sounded like the Patriots would have to trade Malcolm Butler to the Saints to bring in Cooks. They didn't even have to do that. They gave her a, they gave out their first-round pick, the Patriots uh, 31st overall or 32nd. And uh, they don't even like first-round picks, so that's fine. And now Malcolm Butler is negotiating uh, as a 
as a what is it a restricted free agent he's negotiating a deal with the New Orleans Saints and if that happens if Malcolm Butler does go to the Saints they have to give the Patriots their 11th overall pick in the draft I don't think New Orleans will do that I expect Malcolm Butler to to come back because he doesn't have an agent that knows what he's doing he doesn't understand the concept of leverage and uh Patriots may also lose Damian Mandola, but bringing in Cooks almost uh, compensates for that loss. Uh, Branch and Harmon are back. Dwayne Allen replacing Martellus Bennett at tight end. Uh, I'm not sure if Allen is quite as strong as Bennett as a receiving tight end, but he's a better blocker, and uh, he's very dynamic in the same way that Bennett is. Uh, and then they brought in this Burkhead running back guy who's also a very dynamic running back and do a lot of different things. Uh, they brought him in from Cincinnati. So Belichick has done all of this, and the Patriots have barely had to give up anything, and they still might bring back Malcolm Butler. And, uh, you know, they'll they'll bring in a talented player or two in the draft. And uh, I, I st- who knows what's going to happen with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think New England's been driving the price up for him all offseason, uh, but... Just looking at what Belichick has done in the last three weeks tells you why he's the greatest coach of all time. Because he does everything. He's the general manager. He's a head coach. Uh, he He's a week-to-week coach. He has a completely different game plan in week 15 than week 16 and week 14. Uh, what's going on in New England is, is something special right now. And again, Dante Hightower is coming back. New England looks to be in the best position to repeat. Uh, I've, and they're... They're causing teams to make other decisions. I mean, the Patriots are holding on to Jimmy Garoppolo for now. We don't know, uh, but the NFL draft, he could be gone. But because of that, many believe the Dallas Cowboys are holding on to Tony Romo for the same reason. Remember, they were going to release Romo and do the right thing. But instead, Cowboys are like, wait, we we can trade him and get something in return. That's something they probably learned from the Patriots. Uh, so, Again, Dante Hightower, Gilmore, Cooks, Branch, Harmon, Allen, Burkhead in, and all they lost was Logan Ryan, uh, and Cooks makes up, uh, I mean, uh, Gilmore makes up for that, Martellus Bennett, Allen makes up for that, and they lost Shabal Shear, which is, which is big, but, you know, Belichick, he knows when to let go of the guys at the right time, and I'm not sure if Amendola will be back, and Malcolm Butler will be back, uh, but usually the Patriots lose a lot in the offseason, and everyone goes, oh no, they're not going to be the same team, and then they bring in some guys you've never heard of, and suddenly they're winning again. Patriots are actually winning the offseason now, they're winning, uh, they're winning the trade wars, uh, Again, Brandon Cooks, they didn't have to give up Malcolm Butler, which everyone thought they would. Uh, What's going on with Bill Belichick right now shows that he is the greatest coach and perhaps the greatest general manager in NFL history. So we've been seeing uh, tanking in the NBA for a little while now, and tanking hasn't been popular in the NFL in the way it has in the NBA, and for the life of me, I do not understand why. Um, I think it's highly possible that the Cleveland Browns right now are tanking so that they can bring in USC quarterback Sam Darnold with the number one pick next season. Now, I wouldn't get too excited about this. First of all, Sam Darnold, uh, he doesn't have a lot of college experience, but... From the tape and in, in the the half season that he played at USC as a what is he a redshirt sophomore, 
uh, he's looking to be the real deal, and we're starting to see the same sort of hype one, two years out that we saw for Andrew Luck at Stanford, and uh, that worked out pretty well for the Colts. I mean, look, Indianapolis, they've done a terrible job, like the Giants, at building up that offensive line. They haven't surrounded Andrew Luck with the pieces they need, but Luck's been a success in the NFL for the most part, and uh, any GM would want him on their team. Tanking worked that one season for Indy when Peyton Manning was out, so I don't see why it can't work in the NFL. It makes a lot more sense to tank in the NFL than it does in the NBA. And uh, right now, my example for the NBA is uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. They're sitting Lou Aldang. They're sitting Timofey Mozgov. They traded away uh, Lou Williams. Uh, to the Houston Rockets, and now the Lakers are in full-on tanking mode because it sounds like they want to go after either Lonzo Ball or Markel Fultz in the draft, and currently, if the season ended right now in the regular season in the NBA, uh, the Celtics would have the best chance of the number one pick because they have Brooklyn's pick, who has by far the worst record, and then the Lakers would be at number two, Uh, and... I don't think I don't think the Celtics are going to go are going to want to go near Alonzo Ball because of the statements his dad said about him wanting to be with the Lakers and how we'll end up with the Lakers no matter what and uh, he's also just a big distraction doesn't seem to be the guy that kind of fits into the Celtics system although I think he's a very talented player he's basically a Ben Simmons that can shoot which is pretty incredible uh, obviously he's a guard he doesn't have the same size as Ben Simmons. Uh, but it seems like the Lakers are tanking so they can bring in Lonzo or or, or, or Fultz, uh, the kid from Washington. Uh, but right now, uh, I've been saying I think the Cleveland Browns are going to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's becoming increasingly less likely day by day. Uh, it's possible that they're tanking. They're going to try to build up their O-line and their defense and then bring in a quarterback next year, which is where Sam Darnold comes in. Now, I would again, I wouldn't get too excited, Cleveland fans, about bringing in Sam Darnold. I think it's highly likely you will have the worst record in the NFL again next year if you don't bring in a good quarterback. Uh, but Sam Darnold uh, grew up a USC fan, and he hasn't had much of a, a chance to show what he has yet, and he's already supposed to be the number one guy, uh, number one quarterback, either next year or the year after. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Darnold stays at USC all four years because he's been wanting to play there his entire life, ever since he was a little kid. Uh, this could be like Andrew Luck, who actually got a degree at Stanford and stay all four years. I think we're, we is a high possibility we see the same thing happen with Sam Darnold. Uh, but that being said, uh, if you... If your draft stock is number one overall, it's hard to want to stay in college another year because so much can change, especially in football. You can get injured. Uh, Just one injury is enough to knock you off uh, into the second or third round, even if you are a great player like Sam Darnold. So who knows what will happen at the end of next year's college football season if Darnold will uh, enter the NFL draft and leave college early. Uh, but all the indication says Cleveland is tanking, and I think tanking makes a lot more sense in the NFL than it does in the NBA, which is why it surprises me more N- NFL teams don't do it. Uh, you can turn around an NFL team in one single offseason. So if you tank, then seriously, all you have to do is wait a year and you'll get your return on investment. And, you know, it worked for the Colts when Peyton Manning was out. They had the worst record in the NFL. They brought in Andrew Luck. Uh 
I think Luck did a lot with the pieces from the Dungy Manning years, uh, or, or who was Caldwell was the coach that was in there after Dungy, and uh, Andrew Luck benefited from that. And you know, Gregson did not do a good job in Indy as their GM, and uh, have, they have a terrible offensive line. Haven't put the pieces around Luck, but he is the franchise guy. If I were starting with a quarterback in the NFL right now, because of Tom Brady's age and even Aaron Rodgers' age, I would start with Andrew Luck. It makes all the sense in the world. Sam Darnold is that guy. He's going to have the hype for a while now. So if he wants to maintain his draft stock, assuming he has a great year at USC next year, and I think USC could contend for the national championship in college football next year, uh, Cleveland will be in good position because they're not trying to do anything this offseason. All they're doing is hoarding draft picks, potentially to bring in a quarterback, bring in Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Kirk Cousins and maybe Tony Romo, but probably not. Uh, but I, I, I have a feeling they're just going to try to build everything but the quarterback position, which means, hell, maybe they will put Brock Osweiler behind center. That's like an easy way to tank. Uh, so... What's going on in Cleveland right now is working. I think I think it's really smart. I think tanking in the NFL works because there isn't a lottery, uh, unlike in the NBA. Uh, so you know if you have the worst record, you're going to get the number one pick overall, no matter what. And again, you can you can cut players a lot easier in the NFL. You can remove fifty percent of your roster in a single offseason if the Browns would like to do that. They also. Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, um, I can't even remember the the wide receiver that had the the former quarterback from Ohio State wide receiver. Uh, he had a breakout year. Cleveland wouldn't let him go. Uh, hold up, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I gotta I gotta type this in. Uh, but yeah, you would have thought Cleveland would have brought back. Uh, their star wide receiver in the offseason. At the very least, they did not. Uh, they they got a second-round pick. And, oh, yeah, Terrell Pryor. That's who it is. Uh, Terrell Pryor uh, really broke out this past season as a wide receiver in the NFL, and Cleveland didn't even care about bringing him back. So uh, they, they're not going to care about the receiver positions. They're not going to care about the quarterback position. If they are indeed tanking, uh, they're going to try to build up that O-line because most O-lines in the NFL are weak. And you think about the final four teams uh, in the NFL this year, Atlanta, Green Bay, New England, Pittsburgh, all top 10 O-lines in the NFL this past season. And uh, I think if Cleveland focuses on building their O-line uh, this next year and keeps hoarding draft picks, he'll put Brock Osweiler, he'll throw a lot of turnovers, they can tank, they'll go 0-16, 1-15, 2-14, one of those, they'll get the number one pick, and if Sam Darnold does decide to enter the NFL draft, they will have a huge return on investment. So that's it for today's podcast, uh, I will be back next week, I'm going to enjoy March Madness and catch up on some schoolwork these next few days, uh, so until then, I bid you adieu.